Ah, summer. The best time of the year usually doesn't come with a great deal. Soaring temperatures come with soaring prices. But what if there was another way? With IKEA, your summer plans can last longer than two weeks of vacation and be more affordable. At IKEA, everyone can have lounge chair access. No reservations needed. From affordable outdoor furniture to stylish accessories, they have all of the essentials that you need to soak up summer in style, no matter the size of your space. Start planning a better summer with IKEA. It's your outdoor dreams inside your budget. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. I am all in. More, more, more. I want to kiss you more. More, more, more. I want to kiss you more. I am all in with Scott Patterson, an iHeartRadio podcast. Hey, everybody. Scott Patterson, I am all in podcast, 111 Productions, iHeartRadio, iHeartMedia, iHeart Podcast. And this is the RSV edition. <laughs> of the podcast we're all sick except i think all of us are sick. wait who is anyone not sick tara's me. not here i'm not oh sick. you guys I'm aren't sick. sick i thought you were Danielle. sick no all right so it's just you and me amy we're both scott sick. and i first of all i sound a little better than how gross i sounded last week but yeah i've i've got mm. rsv i'm doing good with it but it, it lingers that thing lingers i've had it for well 18 days we have episode 21 season six driving emily gilmore really and good. uh a rollicking affair it was wasn't it really good yeah, what did you miss yeah. gilmore it was it, it was it was i know i changed the title i said emily oh okay what did I, you think I, of I it change the title. overall guys <laughs> i loved it yeah god it, yeah no uh not it didn't really have a flaw yeah yeah it's it's I, really good i have to laugh because my opinion is always so different than everyone wait you hated it i did not like this episode what What? i can't wait to hear why tell us a little why a little why is i just i felt like the the storylines were like just really melodramatic and 
unrealistic and some of the acting was a little overdone i agree uh, with the, a little a little over the top with the uh, suki and jackson and a little oh, over the top that, with that emily what i liked oh god that's nice. <laughs> emily's a little, emily's what, a little what, suzanne's over waiting to counter anything we like oh my god just, seriously it's, just, it's just really funny that. how my opinion is always different even like the very first time i was on the podcast i don't even remember what the episode was but you guys all hated it, and it was one of my favorites. I'm not even sure what it was now, but it was. It I just wasn't vineyard. My Valentine. brain just works differently. Wait, mm. that's so interesting. I can't wait to hear what you. We'll just go through it because I want to yeah. hear what you liked and didn't like. May I say my favorite thing of the whole episode really fast though? Mm-hmm. That was real rain, and I yes. was into it. It was what? really <laughs> cool that it was really raining. I noticed mm. that too. I did like that. It did not get on the camera lens, which I thought was impressive, but it was definitely raining. Mm-hmm. Mm. And that was pretty rad. I'm not sure it was fun to film, but it was really rad to watch. Well, anything that causes the temperature to go down a little bit is, is yeah. a welcome <laughs> on that set. You know. Yeah. When did this air, Danielle? It aired on May 2nd, 2006. So May 2nd, when would you have filmed it? March? I don't know. You're usually like a month ahead, a little more, a month and a half. Who knows? Pretty legit. Uh, All right. So we started out Friday night dinner, which is uh, pretty synopsis. Oh, geez. God, I'm sick. I'm sorry. (laughs) I have RSV. We don't know if you have RSV, but you should get tested. I I have something, but go ahead, synopsis. I'm so sorry. Susan, I'm going to let you do it because my crown was kind of taken away last week. So I'm just going (laughs) to. Oh, yeah. Amy and Suzanne were having a better. (laughs) better week (laughs) okay this is season six episode 21 driving miss gilmore it aired on may 2nd 2006 as we just established sweet after getting lasik surgery emily enlists lorelei's help as her driver and companion finally revealing a big surprise that catches lorelei completely off guard meanwhile rory takes charge of logan's recovery when he is released from the hospital cute but i'm ready for that facial hair to go on Logan. well we have uh you know, we have spaghetti and meatballs causing the, the uh, Lorelai and Rory to regress, uh, behaviorally speaking. I loved part of that scene and thought it was stupid at the same time. But that's but that's that's when Gilmore is at its best. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the the when the, it's light, light, silly comedy, and the, and the writing, the script, yeah. whatever, however you say it, was amazing. All yeah. the things that they were saying, yeah. I just was like, who's taking away someone's dinner? You're nuts. You're <laughs> double nuts. Yeah, yeah. So good. <laughs> it was so good. good. And then it heard Herman comes in and keeps they keep doing the joke. Well, it must be the spaghetti. Am I wrong that we hadn't seen him in a couple episodes? We have Yeah, it's been a while. Yeah, I was so happy. Suzanne, did you like that? Because we like that. <laughs> did you like Ed Herman showing up or did you hate it? No, it was, it was good. I thought it was cute. I thought the whole thing with Lorelai like waving her fork around she would never have done that at Emily's <laughs> table like I think that was where I was like eh, that's a little over the top but it was funny I, I definitely was laughing yeah but the and, spaghetti and meatballs makes them regress into <laughs> a childlike state and what about the Rory Gilmore library the Rory Gilmore astronomy I mean that was I was quickly doing the math I'm like are they giving a million dollars feels like they're giving a million dollars yeah, for a to dedicate an entire more building, than that. Those gotta be more expensive. than that. It's gotta be more like five, ten million. Yeah, yeah, man. You know, 
And then uh, Lorelai says, that, "Forget about it, Rory. They're they're bye bye." Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was good. <laughs> it was totally cute. It was a good opener. Absolutely a good opener. Uh, all right. And then we go to. Uh, uh, well, we find out that Emily is is she changes subjects. She's having LASIK surgery with an extremely handsome doctor, and this uh, makes did you this guys? makes Ed Herman a little <laughs> jealous, a little tad jealous. Did you guys hear the shout out to Doctor Sugarman? Yes. Sugarman, <laughs> I, yes, yes, I did. So <laughs> Doctor Sugarman was not the eye doctor, but he's the ear, nose, and throat doctor. And here's what's crazy. Not related, but there is a very famous Dr. Sugarman in L.A. that is an ear, nose and throat doctor. So I don't know if it was a tip of the hat to the real Dr. Sugarman who could be whose clients could be on on the show. Huh. Well, Just let's saying. get him on. Let's let's grill him. Actually, it's not a bad idea. Bad idea, especially with everyone's <laughs> RSV. Not, not a bad idea. Not a bad idea. Magic Johnson's um, also going around promoting the RSV vaccine. If anyone cares, we could maybe have Magic. Oh, well, now I'm definitely taking it. <laughs> we could have Magic. Jeez, I'll take four. She's doing it. Uh, uh, I did laugh at the handsome doctor and the, like, Dr. Marcus Welby, which I'm sure we'll talk mm-hmm. about in pop culture. But so then they, uh, they talk about, then Emily is up to her old tricks again that they sat down with Christopher, invited him to the country club. Now, that was interesting. Yeah, it yeah. was, right? Because yeah. it would have been concerning if not for the end of the episode where you're like, because at first you're like, oh, what's happening? You're right. Yeah, you're right. You're like, why are you hanging out with Christopher? But then we got the payoff. And I won't say it, but I think it should be acknowledged. Knowing what comes makes it that much more interesting. But yet, I don't think they had ulterior motives. Oh, I of do. course they did. You, but then you do. You got, okay, talk oh, to me. Of course they did. I even wrote that in my notes. I wrote ulterior motives. Okay, of talk course. about it. Well, let's 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 talk about it when we get to the end, because that's where, okay, fine. That's, fair, fair that's enough, where fine. my fine. call sure. out is. Okay. All right, so fair. we'll put a pin in that. They talked to Yale donation. We've been through that. All right, so now they're at the hospital. Mm. Uh, oh, yeah. Logan's in a wheelchair. Uh, he's being released from the hospital. Rory is really mothering him. What do yep. we feel about this thing? Cute. Yeah, right? I did not like her outfit. Yeah, I'm with you, Suzanne. It was cute for a second, and yeah. then it just... Uh, the whole... She just was so ridiculous about every little thing. <laughs> yeah. And well, I, I, like I just thought she was really over the top, and then she's like, oh, I cut off a little old lady so that we could... so I could get a good parking place. And I mean, he I... did get pretty dang hurt. He, it's not like he just had a little something. Right, but I don't know. If the doctor says, you know, get out of bed and move around, and then she's like, I don't think that doctor knows what he's talking right. about. Like, well, why do you know what I he's- thought there was a little sarcasm with that. I don't know. I didn't. It was just a little too much for me. Although I did like when Logan asked the doctor, he said, can I be discharged to your house? Yeah, that was funny. <laughs> I, I will say I did not like Rory's outfit, and she wears it for an endlessly long amount of time mm. in this episode, and I did not care for that. I, I literally wrote, no thanks. I did not like that <laughs> outfit. But I thought the kiss was cute. I think they're cute. I, I think it's cute to see her caretaking and, and really caring. And I would be paranoid if my boyfriend had those injuries. I might be a little over the top myself, but just say, who cares? All right. 
We're going to go to the dragonfly now. Michelle. Uh, Michelle <laughs> is freaking out because he just found out that he uh, <laughs> he's ingested too many calories. Can you imagine if during the whole episode we had to like exercise? Like, I'm Suzanne, not sure I could do it. Suzanne, I bet you this scene bothered you more than any other scene because it was so over the top, right? <laughs> Danielle, uh, keep, keep not, dancing. Not more than any other scene because there are some scenes that bother me more. Right. Although I did, I watched the episode twice last night because I'm like, I got to find something to like about this episode. And it did kind of grow on me a little bit. I thought it was, I thought it was kind of cute. And I actually, you know, shout out to Yannick Truesdale who had to keep doing that through those long takes. So it's hard. You run out of moves after a while. No, what else can you do? You just do Danielle this. Danielle and this. Scott and I are sort of trying to run in place and do moves. While I'm sitting on the, I'm, I'm sick. I can't run. First of all, I couldn't hear anything Suzanne was saying. She barely did this. She was I making some salient points. <laughs> <laughs> like Danielle said, I was trying so hard to figure out, what am I going to do next? What am I going to do next? <laughs> Suzanne, do you mind just saying that all again? <laughs> I I thought, um, I didn't sure. think it was that bad. I watched it twice and it kind of grew on me the second time. So I didn't, I didn't hate it, but it was kind of over the top. The yeah, takeaway for it. me, though, is you realize she's blowing Luke off. And I'm like, what's yep. going on? And also, I, I, did you understand a thing that Michelle was saying? No, I had to turn the titles on. This yeah, I, I couldn't. The accent was so thick, I couldn't understand. Yeah. Well, because yeah. you're running. <laughs> understood the milk situation. He thought he was drinking fat free and it was full fat or something and, like that. And what 2%. about, yeah, the, the Lorelei disc. To Luke, it's like, uh, you know, creating some space there. It's just yeah. so Oof. weird. She's not, not only is she blowing him off, she's lying. She's we lying. Have a staff meeting and she doesn't have a staff meeting. And I'm not clear on. Oh, yeah. I didn't like how she involves Suki and Michelle in that, you know? And like, also, why? Yeah. Why did we go to this? I understand we left off with like a lot of. <sighs> angst right because anna will not accept her and anna has yelled at luke do you think so, in her mind she and i i mean we can talk about this a little bit, little bit later but she is acknowledging it's not working yeah and doesn't i think she's face given him. up at this point this is so this is one of the reasons i didn't like this episode is this is now the seventh or eighth episode it's like groundhog day i'm like yeah, watching the yeah. same thing over and over luke is completely oblivious and lorelei's feelings are hurt but she won't stand up and tell him how she's feeling yep um and i'm just kind of bored with it at this point and mm. i feel like now in this episode we see like after the whole birthday party thing where you know she made this winning party for luke and then she still gets her hand slapped I think like she's just given up. She's like, okay, I, you know, I'm done. He's done. But he's not done. And he's never given any indication of being done. She's well, but frustrated. He's never had any conversation with her about it either. Like he has said nothing to her to kind of reassure her. Mm -hmm. And so she mm -hmm. ends every episode upset and sad. Mm -hmm. And now we see that she's just throwing in the towel. Yeah. Again, she's not doing it in a healthy way because avoiding him is not the right way to do it. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. 
Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Here's the dilemma. I think the dilemma for the writers is this, that, and I kind of figured out what's coming, and it's the bad thing, right? It's, <laughs> yeah. yeah, so I kind of figured that out. <laughs> I haven't seen oh, it. Oh, no. But I kind of, there's a little badunkadunk going on there. It's going to be bad. So if if, if they, if they the bad thing, the bad thing's going to happen uh, next episode, I think, right? So, well, do I need to take off my headphones? No, no, no because no, 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 he doesn't no, know no, either. No. He's just thinking no, what I'm he thinks. I'm speculating. I'm just okay. speculating. Yeah, he, which, sure. I think they're setting us up for this. And I think the writers are intentionally, you know, if they make Luke, Luke too sympathetic, or these two about to uh, reconcile and there's a big understanding, then the bad thing can't happen. So it's like, how do you get to the bad thing? Right. You have to create however sloppily we claim it's being done or it's, it's, it's redundant. And it's like, all right, already Um, they got to get Lorelei into that bad, into the bad thing. Somehow justify that it's, that that's why it's happened because these two are so far apart and they're not communicating, right? So how do you do that? Mm-hmm. So I understand what you're saying. I do, I do, Suzanne. I do understand what you're saying, but uh, 
So maybe what you're saying is they could have done this a little better. Yeah, like as a viewer, and I don't want to get too far ahead, but the scene in the bar where Luke is talking to TJ mm-hmm. and he's, you know, talking, he's talking about Liz, but like I feel like the writers were are toying with the viewers. It's like they put Luke in a position where he's trying to explain, oh, you know, she's really talking to herself. Oh my god, I wanted to between scream. the lines and mm-hmm. well, it's very intentional they did that. They have yeah. Luke right. giving a full speech. But yet he's clueless. But then there's still no resolution for the viewer. So I I don't know. And mm-hmm. the, it kind of now we're at the end of the season. And I, I'm kind of thinking about what we were talking about at the beginning of the season, where by this point, you know, the writers knew that they were on their way out. And so yeah. they're like making a statement here. And uh-huh. um, I I, I don't know. I just wasn't a fan. Well, that's an interesting perspective. Yeah, sure. I don't yeah. know. I mean, I think... Okay. Never underestimate, you know, personal feelings being hurt and what the repercussions can be. I also, so first of all, I don't know that all the writers leave, right? We know Amy and Dan leave, but a lot of the writers stay, right? Well, and and maybe maybe it wasn't necessarily an intentional thing. Like maybe it's it was just unconscious and that's how it came out in the writing. But Amy and Dan wrote this episode. Um, they both had writing credit on this episode. And I don't know, I just... I don't know that you're going to tank your own show, even if you can't make a deal for season seven, right? It's like, and maybe I didn't. I That's just my impression. I'm not saying I don't know these people I personally, think they so knew maybe their... I'm completely wrong, but that's how it feels. And I could be totally wrong, too. Like, we're just spitballing here, guys. So, like, they know they've got a season seven, right? So, to me, if I was planning, right, because I'm planning right now for our season seven and what's going to be after that. So... Is there a chance that if you keep them together, I'm not saying they're going to break up, but I'm just saying if you keep them together, that gives you one trajectory for season seven. If you break them up, it gives you a different trajectory. So it all may Mm -hmm. be quite intentional, everything that's happening and not in a bad way or purposely tanking Gilmore Girls. It's just giving more. How do I say this without... I don't hate what is to come. I found it quite, oh my, wow, what is coming. So I'm interested when we get there, who likes it and hates it. Well, I don't know. I mean, it's it's whether or not the creators consider Luke a core character to this piece or not, right? And they're- If they do. If, if, you know, with Lorelai hurtling toward the bad thing, (laughs) <laughs> what kind of impact does that have on her character? You know what I'm saying? Does that take her character down several notches? Does oh, Luke's apparent question. blindness uh, take his characters? I mean, is this character? Oh, that's an interesting question. So, you, so what you're asking is, is this willful character destruction? Or is it just some kind of ham-handed way to get them to the bad thing? Yeah, you, interesting. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, let me ask you this. Mm. You are getting married, all of you. You're all getting married, right? You're engaged. You're getting married. And suddenly you find out that your fiance realizes he has a baby, a child that he didn't know about. Would you get married on June 3rd or would you postpone the wedding? I I think it would Mm. be a conversation. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's not one person's decision. They would both have to. But what would you do? I personally would get married. I probably would say, let's take a second. There's a lot going on right now. Let's see what's going on. 
Hmm. I don't know what I do. I mean, because to to me, and again, this is just one hundred percent my opinion, and you don't have to agree with it. If I have this person that is my person, and I love them enough that I want to marry them, a child coming in isn't going to change my relationship with that person. Mm-hmm. They're still my person. I agree with that. So part. that's that's my perspective on it. Mm-hmm. But I don't know that there's a right or wrong answer. I mean, everybody would have their yeah, own. I, I might postpone the wedding because of the circumstances, right? Like this is a little, I, I know many people that postponed their wedding because a parent was ill, right? Yeah. And they wanted to, or they hurried up their wedding because of a parent, right? Outside circumstances impact wedding days. Mm-hmm. Does that mean it impacts the relationship? In my opinion, no. That April is not destroying the relationship with Luke. I think Lorelai is thinking it is. I don't actually think their relationship is bad just because they're postponing the wedding. I don't either. I mean, why why can't it continue to exist in this uh, the, the normal state that it's in? It's you know they're in love. They're 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 yeah. they're a functioning, solid, uh, grounded couple that live together. So it's like. Okay, so it's delayed a little. And say they even want to have children, right? I don't think putting that off for six more months or a year is super problematic, right? It's not. I don't even think it's about the wedding anymore. Yeah, I, 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 I agree with what you're saying, but I also think that this situation—it's not April that's the problem. It's uh, how they're dealing with the situation with April. So. It's actions that are becoming red flags. Does that make sense? Yeah, I agree totally. And so, do you guys, the three of you, think that the relationship between Luke and Lorelai is actually not good right now? Well, clearly, it's not good. She's pulling away. Yeah. But is it warranted? I never really saw them having problems with their relationship other than. And I get it's big how they feel about it. It appears that Luke isn't interested in the relationship. Like it's like, he's not nurturing the relationship any longer the way he used to really seeing that. So there's no, he's being neglectful of that relationship. And now it's quite clear, but is he? Yeah. How so? He's putting all his, all his eggs are in the April basket and there aren't a lot of eggs left for uh, Lorelai. Yeah. You know, there's but no, isn't that and I life? think Suzanne's right. There's no conversation that they've had. He, you know, he, 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 the onus is on him just to have that conversation with her, to start that conversation with her and reassure her. But I can, yes, I agree with that. But say you have a certain bandwidth, right? He works. He runs the diner. You know, he's now discovered April. He's got things, right? Mm-hmm. So when you're in a relationship, a really good relationship like they have, as the other person, don't you say, hey, I understand I'm not the top priority right now because you've got all these other things. And and that person steps up to support the person in need. Just like vice versa, Luke was really there for Lorelai when she had her issues with Rory. So mm-hmm. what I'm asking is, and again, I'm really just asking it because I am not fully developed on my own opinion. Is their relationship really bad or is Lorelai just not no, supporting I, I, Luke in his time? 
just because yeah. Luke doesn't need constant reassurance, it, it doesn't mean that Lorelai requires the same. She needs a little bit of reassurance. He he should understand that not everybody is like him, that he doesn't need the constant doting and the, and right. the reassurance. He's you know he's going to be there regardless, but. You know, not everybody's like that. Lorelai obviously needs some communication. There's no communication. Yeah. Susan's and right. I, I've come, I've come full circle on this. Or so, I, my but also, it's like their whole relationship was Luke was a different way. You know, he was the one that said, "I'm all in." He was the one pursuing right. her. The one right. that was always very, always. Uh, we knew uh, Luke was always a a beacon of light in the sense that he always showed Lorelai that he's there for her. Do you feel he's treating her badly? I don't think he's treating her badly. I he think unintentionally, yeah. And in, yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's like it's not intentional at all, but he he is unintentionally pushing her to the side. I'm not <laughs> seeing that as clearly as clearly you three are. I see him treating her quite well, right? Like he's loving and communicative-ish, right? Like, as he's capable of. He's not a jerk. He's not lying. He's shutting her out of one of the big moments of his life as a child. He, but he's, She's completely shut out of that. He's uh, not even talking about it. He's even yeah. getting a little snippy with her if she tries to bring it up. And he, he gave her this big speech about communication. Right. He let her in with the birthday party thing, right? He let her come over. He let her run the birthday party. And then... When Anna, because he was desperate, right? Exactly. I mean, it served his purposes. <laughs> yeah. And then when Anna threw a tantrum about it, then he slammed that door shut again and got pissed at Lorelai. Like, it, I don't think he ever off. got pissed at Lorelai. I don't. I didn't read it that way. I he didn't was, either. I got it as he was upset, and he's so bummed and frustrated and upset, but he's not blaming Lorelai. So. Let me ask you guys this. Are you all in the Lorelai Luke situation team Lorelai? If you I'm had to pick Lorelai and Luke, I want them both to communicate <sighs> with each other. They're both messing this up now. Okay. But, but here's another aspect of this that I think he, he's so out of character at this point that it's he, you hardly recognize him because where is the backbone? You know, and now I'm seeing this so clearly in this episode. Where is his backbone when when uh, Anna? Right, right, right. And where is his comeback? Like, wait a minute, hang on a second. Yeah, I, think, I agree with you. And you, mm -hmm. you, you said this. You echoed this last episode. It's like you didn't even tell me we had a child. How dare you talk to me this way? Yeah, I agree with you. For Scott. you for twelve years, you know. I mean, he completely. Yeah. I'm saying that, and he didn't say it. You know what? Danielle, Weird. it seems like a moment we should bring up the person that wrote to us. Oh, yeah. So someone DM'd me because you know how we got into a heated discussion last episode about how, like, why did um, Anna keep this secret away from Luke? And this person told us because she didn't know who the baby daddy was. Because mm. remember, April had to test three different right. hairs. And it's so, right there in the, front of us. you know, so she maybe just didn't know that Luke was the father. I don't know. That's, I disagree. Yeah. I well, mean, how just many? A good, it's a good yeah. speculation, though. You know, like she was too embarrassed. She didn't know who the father was. 
she could have gone to the, I mean even if she was had you know an, another person that she was dating um or she was seeing multiple people she could have gone to each of them and you know I never got and like with all due respect to whoever wrote in I'm not like trying to be mean to them but I never got the impression that Anna didn't know who the father was I think Anna knew the whole time That's a fair point but why would she make april go around and pick all the hair out why would she do that to her kid she didn't know april was doing it she didn't yeah, she know what april's project was but then how did april know that there's these three dads because so if you if you go back to the episode where luke shows up at anna's house and he's like why didn't you tell me she says that she didn't know about the project and that april had gotten the names from old letters so she put the whole thing on it. Now, maybe she was lying. I don't know. We don't have anything to indicate that. Oh, right. They don't. But she told Luke that April did this entire thing completely on her own. And she didn't know about it until after the fact. So I don't I don't necessarily see any evidence that Anna didn't know. who. So, OK, was. so that makes sense. All right. So let's always trust that everyone's truthful right so she found boyfriend letters or whatever in right. anna's box of letters or box of you know her hope chest whatever and she then goes and finds them whereas we are to assume that april didn't know who the dad was but anna always knew okay fair yes, that, i i can why, that's my I can, right. I can accept that okay fine All it right, still can... does not make it okay that anna Right. Didn't. So it makes it even Scott's worse. Point is well, yeah. Scott's point is well taken in that you're right. Like you should have said to her, back up. Yeah. Girl, you show up. You know, I'm throwing the birthday party. I'm going on the school trip. I'm doing everything you want. And my fiance saved the day. And mm. your kid had a wonderful time. And everyone is safe and healthy and happy. And you should be sending me a muffin basket. But I think, you know, I, th I think I think Luke is a little uh, gun shy yeah. because Anna has the power of the visitation over him. She mm -hmm. can withdraw that at any time and he'll never well, see that kid again Un unless he correct. lawyers up. Yeah, right? yeah so. she sure could. And he will get yeah. a lot. So he will get 50 50 custody. That explains this. She said the not lawyer. But anyway. <laughs> All right. So, so so there we go. So. uh Good talk, guys. Good talk. Yeah, nice talk. Nice talk. Anyway, got to go. <laughs> but so uh, I, I, it was sad to me, the blowing off. I know just to put a button yeah. on that, that bothered me a lot. Yeah, yeah it's. Uh, I did not like, like that. That did not seem Lorelai-ish and it was hurtful. I did not like it. All right, so now we're uh, uh, no marijuana no. city. Now we're at, now we're in <laughs> Pot Farm USA, Stars Hollow, where they grow pickle weed pot. The, weed the hill. Weed the hill. And boy, did they! <laughs> and uh, you know that was particularly amusing. I thought. What did you guys think? I thought it was funny. Very made funny. Gil made Gilmore Girls seem very edgy and. Contemporary. You know what I missed that came back in this episode a bit was is the physical comedy. Even though it was Jackson, when he bumps into that table and the two <laughs> background <laughs> actors are like, was it was a really good bump into. There was a lot of physicality for both Jackson and Suki, and I, I was, I liked it. Mm -hmm. And we mm -hmm. missed. I haven't seen that in a while. Missed it. Yeah. Um. Some great lines, uh, Suki. 
blame it's the Templeton brothers. Those Templeton brothers. They listen to the Almond brothers. Oh, we should have known. Well, people that listen to Almond brothers always smoke grass. Oh, God. We're felons. I laughed out loud, the Almond brothers. I used to listen to them all the time. Um, Same thing when they say, do you think Neil Young would want this? It's later, but. Yeah, we're not. Yeah. No, but I'm just yeah, giving you later. this. Yeah. Right. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do, too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. And then we have what makes, uh, there's some magic happening in Stars Hollins, Grant Lee Phillips. Oh my God, and it's raining, it's Buffalo, pouring. Doing a cover of that Simon and Garfunkel song. Me and who you down by Oh man, yard. and it's just, there you go, the magic of Gilmore on full display. And yeah. the, the magic of background actors freaking nailing it. That mm-hmm. was a long scene with him and a lot of background actors yeah. with umbrellas in the rain and crashing don't into understand their umbrellas. How hard it is to walk through the rain with an umbrella. It's just uh, their umbrellas difficult. multiple times crashed into that tree. Yeah. And they just <laughs> yeah. kept going. And there it's were so a lot of them going. And then it continues when you go into the diner and the rain is still in the background. Mm-hmm. Really uh, great performance by Rain. Yeah, 
Should nominate rain. <laughs> Fantastic yeah. nature. Nature. Nominating the rain. Really stole the stole those scenes. It did. Um, uh, so now we're in Luke's diner and Kirk's sitting there, oh kind of bragging about his beard. <laughs> Got a little stubble. Some's grown grown in. And Luke is in perfect Luke form. Like, sure. can you can you just order? Bro? Right. Like, right. <laughs> um, and then I was uh, happy with all of it. Liz comes in all beaming and happy, announces she's pregnant, uh, gives it away. It was surprised that Luke figured it out. So TJ's <laughs> gone. He's left and Luke gets pissed. So yeah. he gets all brotherly. So he's going to defend his sister. He's going to seek yeah. TJ out and open up a can of whoop ass, maybe two. Come what may. <laughs> she's in, right. She's in her come what may stage. Just come what may. Uh, all right, so now we're at Logan's apartment. Paris and Doyle are babysitting <laughs> uh, Logan, which is actually very funny. Oh, uh, my God. Wait, yeah, really Paris fast. So I can't take credit for this because it's in one of my Gilmore books. But there is an episode where Liz reveals in season four that her boyfriend was the garbage collector, but also mm. has the marijuana something. Yeah. He's the one that sold her the pot. <laughs> yeah. So technically there's a theory in the book and I will give credit to the Gilmore girls companion book for this note. Uh, Suki and Jackson could have just tossed the marijuana and had no repercussions because the garbage collector sought his, his side hustle is oh. marijuana, just calling <laughs> it out. Good, great, great uh, uh -huh. knowledge by the companion book on that. So, uh, thank you for that. And uh, so now Logan's trying to get out of bed and Paris is not allowing it. Uh, oh, my through, God. Through Rory's instructions. Uh, it, it was actually funny. Yeah, And there's the, uh, what is it? The What is it? The penguins? What's the penguin, the penguin movie? movie? Wasn't that how I learned that penguins, they don't mate for life, but they mate for se season. They like mate and then they have a baby. It's that, it was that the March of the Penguins. March of the Penguins. They probably couldn't right. say it because they call it the Penguin movie. Right. Oh my God. Penguins are um, it. <laughs> also, Tupperware is a bedpan. It's not a bad call. And Logan <laughs> just wants to move around. They don't want him to. Uh, so. Does Paris call Rory and say, hey, what's up with this guy? No, I think I think Rory calls to check in on Logan or Logan calls Rory to be like, you got to get these two crazy. Yeah, off of me. Logan calls calls Rory. Right. Doyle. Doyle cracks me up in this scene. Mm. Yeah. I love them together. Mm -hmm. I oh love my God, Paris and Doyle. They're hilarious every time. Totally. And she's studying for the MCAT or whatever. And she says all the parts of the. Pete. They gave Paris the perfect companion, like casting wise, the actor, but also the character. Yeah. But yeah. Well, and he's gone on to be legit Doyle. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Um, and then Rory calls from the uh, from Yale Daily News newsroom. So he's trying to present Rory with an editorial piece in the uh, from the Wall Street Journal. They left me hanging there. I was like, "What? We, we is don't in know it? what it is." Yeah. But then we find out what it is, and Mitchum is uh, is quoted in this article as taking credit for a couple of people's careers, and he mentions Rory Gilmore out of the blue and says, "I gave her her break at the Hartford Gazette, and then she went on to be the editor of the Yale Daily News," which I. 
I gather is a very lofty perch in the journalism world because if you come out of there, you're gonna you're gonna do pretty well, pretty well in the world of journalism. Do you feel like she should have been as like bent by Mitchum as she is? That was a little over the top. Yeah. Yeah, I kind of agree with you there. That might be the one chink right there. I didn't mind it with Logan. I thought that mm-hmm. part was good. It was yeah. when she called the paper. I'm yeah, like, that was really? like ridiculous. you seem cray. Right, right, yeah. right. Like as a journalist herself, right. you know, this known, is like you don't do that. There was right. nothing in that article that wasn't factual just because right. she was you know, upset by it because she has kind of this knee-jerk reaction to Mitchum has nothing to do with the article itself. I I don't know. I just didn't. Yeah. Yeah. Well, at least she got something out of the uh, unpleasant uh, encounter with Mitchum. Truth. Uh, Actually, true. Right. You know, and maybe that was his sort of backhanded way of uh, making amends somehow, right? And his twisted soul. Uh, all right, now we're back at the dragonfly in, and Michelle is really kicking in with the over the top calisthenics using the luggage cart. Oh my as god, pull, chin up bar! Amazing. And uh, all, I mean, it, it was it was just that was particularly over the top, wasn't it? But it's still funny, it made me chuckle, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. Um, uh, and then Emily calls oh my god lorelei and they, we find out she's uh needs th- that the lasik surgery did not go well but lorelei doesn't know about this because richard apparently did not I tell mean, her mm-hmm. um also classic and great I, and then so i had a red flag on this though because sure. if she had surgery and it didn't go well i can't imagine richard flying off to south dakota he would have been like no find somebody else to do this business trip because my wife is having a medical crisis. I need to be with her. I felt like it all happened at the same time. Is it, yeah. yeah. Is that in fact he, what happened or did he leave the day of the surgery? Well, but why would he do that? Like that didn't well, make sense. Cause it's me. not a laser surgery. is not a big, it's not deal. right. Like it's like kind of like a trip to the dentist. Oh, it yeah. times Maybe a little bit. Out. Right. Maybe it's know. like if a I had LASIK surgery. I would make my husband be the one that like takes me and picks me up. They also have a lot of help at the house. <laughs> He's probably like yeah. somebody's right. he gonna like help 50 her. People. He's got a big account to settle in South Dakota. And most huh? of the time, don't you get LASIK and then you just like cruise home and you're good? Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I think it went awry, but I'm not mad at Richard. I'll let you know. I'm pretty much almost there. No way you're gonna do it. <laughs> well, I don't know. I mean, I, I want to, but I'm just too scared. I, yeah. Why have you have you heard bad <laughs> things? No, I just. Lasers at your eyeballs. Contacts. <laughs> I don't mind wearing contacts all the time, mm. so it's kind of like whatever. It's like I will say. Theater. Side note: My mm. mom had cataract surgery, and she doesn't even need her glasses anymore. Really? It's crazy. And that's it, LASIK. Now, that's LASIK. No, it's full cataract. They like. I don't know what they do to you. Speaking of, a lot of on the caregiver i had to drive her like 12 times you have to go there <laughs> and back and a checkup the next day and then the next day and the next day that being said she literally couldn't had to have glasses and couldn't really see and now she doesn't even wear glasses mm-hmm. wow it's like crazy town how well wow. it works mm-hmm. so, All right, so then so now brought she's to you by cataract surgery right, <laughs> right, right. uh so richard's bagging on south dakota says that uh, did not look like he was in a motel in south dakota looked like he was on set with the same rain in the background just saying really? <laughs> yeah 
He said this hotel smells like a foot. I I laughed out loud. <laughs> that was good. Right. Yeah, because um, I know that smell. Look great. It's like che- rotten cheese. So now we're back with Suki and Jackson staring at their bags of marriage. Oh my god! And they have to wait for dark. Oh my god! To move and the house the is product, starting to smell. To move the contraband, if you will. Uh, and yeah, the house is starting to stink. It's so up. good. And right, now we're back at Logan's apartment, and they talk about you know he calms Logan calms her down about Mitchum taking this one scene I like. realize that it's yeah. a, the boon for your career. Yeah, Don't react. This is you know it turned out very well. Mm-hmm. That one I that scene I liked. I'm liking them right now. Suzanne, you didn't <laughs> like the scene, did you? I thought the scene was okay. I there was one. Rory had this one weird long chunk of dialogue. Yes. Yeah. It was way over the top about the yes. obituaries and I memorized yes. all his kids He's, five that, months. That like, was, that too was long. stupid. She would not yeah. have said all that. I thought that was silly. But yeah, other than that, I thought that was a good scene. Mm-hmm. I approve. <laughs> all right, now we're at Emily's and she is uh, sprawled out on the sofa with sunglasses <laughs> on. In the dark. Uh, in the dark. <laughs> But it was very well lit in the dark. Yes. And Lorelai comes in and refers to her as Mrs. Onassis. <laughs> yes. uh, mentions oh Dr. Mengele. And we, we get Onassis, Dr. Mengele, and Marcus Welby, MD, all in one paragraph. <laughs> and then uh, uh, cab drivers in Prague. Do you know about them? <laughs> I mean, so that was. I mean, this is what I'm talking about. This, the, the combination of pop culture references in here. Is staggering. You go from Mrs. Onassis, Dr. Mengele, Marcus Well, BMD to cab drivers in Prague. And I believe it's the second time cab drivers have been mentioned. Is that right? Who else writes like that? Nobody else writes. Prague like cab this. drivers got uh, mentioned in season one also. Did they really? Yep. Also stolen um, from the Gilmore Girls Companion Guide. It's a great book, guys. Great book. <laughs> so now she's, you know, she's pulling off her whole you know, diva routine, feel sorry for me. Uh, you're going to have to take me to on all her errands. On and her I love more like, can I just do the errands? Cause that's <laughs> literally what I would have said. Can I right. just do them? I'd be so happy <clears throat> to do them. Mm-hmm. It's the taking of the, the mom on the errands. Yeah. So, do you want to hear my red flag on this scene? Go ahead. And this actually, I didn't even catch this, but my husband pointed this one out. Oh, oh John, Mr. She, Suzanne, uh, Mr. Sh- <laughs> I'll tell him, <laughs> call him that please. <laughs> we've all met him too and we like him a lot by the way yeah so he pointed out the according to the dialogue the doctor um only operated on the one eye because he wanted to see Correct. how that one healed before he did the other one so how is she blind if they didn't even operate on right one, one eye would work you know i don't know that she's blind though i feel like she's having great sensitivity to light and that one can eye. obviously sort of see yeah, I mean, maybe the way they Hence the glasses and the like hat. She's, she's so helpless, and she she said she was blind for forty eight hours or something like that. Right? You think, think you would just wear an eye patch so that you can? Right, she could wear a patch, and then, yeah. although a patch is tough. I mean, maybe it was patch just is hyper- tough. But I, it's that just is part a good of the flag. That's a good flag. Good flag, yeah, good flag. Yeah. But also uh, then I wouldn't get all these great scenes of Lorelai driving that ginormous SUV. 
Right. And they talk about it. She doesn't, Jay-Z's Emily doesn't want to go in the Jeep, so she wants to go in Jay- the car chase. I wouldn't want to go in the Jeep, Jeep either. Car. So bouncy. I'm it's not bullet, a fan of those Wranglers. Bulletproof. Not comfortable. Windows. Yeah. Um, we get mentions of Mia Farrow, Broadway, Danny Rose, and Sarah Bernhardt. But- so they were flying. The pop culture references were flying. Yeah, yeah. It's going to be a serious pop culture episode this week. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. All right, now you got a bar scene. Luke, I love this. oh my god, storms into the bar because he wants a he wants to take a little chunk out of TJ. <laughs> and this was a good scene, although the, the speech is fascinating. The Luke speech, yeah. And yeah, I'm glad that TJ's- was annoying. I'm glad we didn't have, again, what I call Three's Company episode. Like, we didn't have to. We got right to the fact that TJ's like, uh, I didn't Like Luke Dane's psychologist. Yeah. We got quickly to the meat of it is that, which we knew, Liz Mm -hmm. kicked him out. Mm -hmm. So I'm glad he explained that real clearly, real fast in TJ's Yeah, I I loved how TJ was... He had no idea why Luke was so mad, but he's basically like, okay, 
hit me go ahead like he, just, <laughs> he was like okay I'll, I'll just let you hit me like he didn't want to fight he was just gonna let luke hit him i just i, I don't know i thought tj but was- he was so concerned about the bar owner's rules like don't burn <laughs> down the house and no fights inside <laughs> is there anything else suzanne you feel you need to say about luke's speech that did trigger me i definitely was like this is a long speech for a guy it's that's real, not It's real aware rich what, coming from yeah, Luke. Yeah, really right, happening. exactly, uh. Danielle. Like, I wanted to grab Luke by the shoulders and shake him and be like, do you hear yourself yeah, right now? Yeah. Like, apply this to your own life. It was so... But can we discuss that? Why is that? Like, why is it that he is so oblivious? Is he oblivious or is yeah, he just... Yeah, because he's so he's caught oblivious. up in... in oh, yeah. Well, he's not oblivious. He's so caught up. In the fact that he just found out he has a child. He's oblivious to Laura. I will give him that a little bit. Well, he is caught up in the whole child thing, but he is completely oblivious to Lorelai's feelings. Yes. I have no explanation for that. He makes good pancakes, (laughs) though. He does make good pancakes. Probably a good tuna melt, too. Yeah, not bad, not bad. Uh, All right, so now we're driving with uh, Lorelai and Emily. Amazing. And she's doing about five miles an hour. Seriously. Um, <laughs> and that entire. And Emily knew where the exit was, which is why I don't think she's blind. Right. Because she goes, you're going to miss the exit. Like, you wouldn't know that if you couldn't see. And that entire scene was looped. And maybe this oh, was oh, Emily's. Thank you yeah. for that note, Scott. Yeah, it was looped. I yeah. have to rewatch. It didn't bother me because sometimes looping yeah. does. No. Yeah. No, yeah, it was Ooh. just a little. Maybe they had bad audio in that SUV. Well, yeah, it's, it always happens when you're on location. Um, and then you know they talk about Chris's short hair and how Emily thinks that it makes him kind of look like a convict or a masseuse, <laughs> well, either or. And then Emily starts in with her sort of uh, her her manipulation. Yeah, it's interesting. You know, her manipulations. Talk about Emily's manipulations. I just didn't quite understand why Emily is suddenly so concerned about Christopher's love life. Like, well, especially because of the end, right? Because she wants, she's trying to get these two back together. But she isn't, which I would have thought that too. But she isn't because what she's doing is buying a house for Lorelai and Luke. So, so maybe she's just messing with her. Well, I think it's just a bait and switch to the audience personally yeah. as like, you know, that's to me where the writers were going. We're going to have, we're going to dupe the audience here, right? It sweeps. This is the, we're coming towards the end of the season. The whole episode, the audience is going to think that she's trying to get her back with Christopher, which we all are already in on the so trouble. She's just messing with her. And then we, we get to the house and which is such a kind gesture, but I digress. Yeah, I agree. Big gesture. Three acres, yeah. a pond. Nice. And and Lorelai's like so moved by it. And mm-hmm. we get the moment of. You know, it just didn't track for me with it. this whole. Like, yes, it's a grand and awesome gesture to buy them a house. But Emily was just at their house and saw that they renovated it and that. She even complimented Lorelai saying that this is this is a homey house. Like, I can really see you here. So why would she then buy her a new house? Because uh, she said that Luke wants, you know, yeah. he's a man. He wants acreage and he wants a uh, space. And she wants her to have horses. And, and you're not going to yeah. let me throw you a wedding. Right. So let me give you this right. house. 
Yeah. I think it's like you live in a nice house right now, but wouldn't you want a bigger house if someone's going to yeah. buy it for you? I would take it. Yeah. Uh-huh. So is this where I should talk about what I think the ulterior motive is, or do we want to talk about the other scenes? No, talk about that. Oh, yeah, talk, talk about, about it. it. Let it out. No, no, let it out. Okay. So now this. Don't carry that around, sister. This may be completely <laughs> wacky, and probably a lot of people are going to disagree with me, but I think that the house, I think it's a, I think it's a nice gesture. Let me say that first of all. I thought it was very thoughtful that she want, you know, Emily thinks Luke should have his own place and they want to have horses and, you know, they can make it a Star's Hollow address. I did think it was a nice gesture. But the way in in my brain is tying it back to the very beginning of the episode when they were saying how, you know, we had lunch with Christopher and we're not mad at him anymore about paying for Yale and blah, blah, blah. Because they figured out a different way to manipulate Lorelai financially. So if they buy this house for her, that is yet another way that they will have something hanging over her mm. that they can use yeah, but, to manipulate her. But, but don't you think they would have done that anyway if their relationship had never gone awry? No. I think if they were close, they would have done the same thing had she been in some kind of a situation where whoever she married wasn't mm -hmm, doing mm -hmm, well enough mm -hmm. to do that. Then because they were having a good relationship and they, there was never a falling out, the Gilmores would have done this anyway. I think they're trying to do something nice. Now, it, I, it I think they're trying to do something nice, but it just conveniently also benefits them. Well, yeah. It be, look, they're all. Emily is always looking for a way to be more connected to Lorelai and Rory, right? So I think it's a super nice gesture. It's super like there's a lot of heart to it, right? Because of where they did it and that she picked the house that Lorelai would like. She did not mm -hmm. pick the house she would like. Right. And yes, if it connects them to her that's sort of a cherry on top i think for her yeah I, I i just think that that was why they were so ready to let go of the whole you know christopher paying for yale thing and like oh we're not mad about it anymore because we figured out this other plan like they didn't say that part out loud but mm -hmm. that's kind of in my head right where they were going with it because i can just hear you know at some point in the future I can hear Emily's voice when the next time Lorelai pisses her off and, you know, I can hear Emily saying, you know, after we bought that house for you, I can't believe you would say that. Like, I can totally hear that happen yeah. at some point in the future. And that, that would be used in that way. And another thing, too, that that I caught when Emily was saying, you know, something about how she knows that it's going to take Luke some time to get used to the idea because it is such a, an extravagant gift. And she says something about, I've concocted a few lies that we can tell him for his own good. Like she can never not be devious. She's already figuring out how are we going to lie to Luke about this house, mm. which just annoyed me. I don't know. I just didn't think it was purely a, a, a gesture of love. I think it was calculated mm -hmm. to benefit them. And didn't I mean, really yeah, take Luke's feelings into consideration at all. Right. I mean, like a zebra doesn't change their stripes. She's still right, always yeah. going to be how she is, but I still was like, not mad about it. Yeah. Just get the house. And it was like, oh, poor Laura. Get the three acres. Get the three. Uh -huh. and, and, and it begat one of the funniest lines in the whole episode. 
He says, you didn't really think we were shopping for a horse. Right, house. right, right. So I wouldn't want to live the, the kind of place where a neighbor would come over with a pie and want to chit-chat. <laughs> what scenes did we skip? Did, because I know we skipped the scene of Suki and Jackson getting rid of the the marijuana when they bump into the troubadour. And no, they just, we're not, so they, we didn't skip anything yet. We're not there yet. yet. We're not okay, there yet. that's right. So we went ahead with Suzanne's thoughts. Okay, the pardon me, We're not ready to ride in the sunset. Yeah, okay. So we, we allowed Suzanne the she, moment to give her a Yeah, yes. we skipped where she calls the paper. We, she calls the Wall Street Journal, but we talked oh, about that, that earlier. Was, no, we didn't skip was. anything. We just gave you We gave floor. you your moment. Yeah. Gosh. Scott didn't want you to hold on to that any longer. I appreciate No, I unburden yourself, sister. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so keep going, Scott. All right. So now we have a request coming from Rory to the Wall Street Journal writer to re- to retract. I mean, edit out, change what was said by Mitchum Huntsberger in that article. And I think it it gave birth to one of the silliest scenes, according to uh, Suzanne. You want to you want to opine on this scene? <laughs> well, I kind of already did. I just didn't. I, I think as a journalist, Rory would have known that the Wall Street Journal is not going to publish a correction. I mean, on this correction of what? Too right, like, exactly. To yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. But it's again just Yale's part Daily, of that melodramatic tone of this episode that I wasn't. Buying. And if you're and if you're at the Yale Daily News, you're going to pick up a phone and and give it give somebody at the Wall Street Journal the business. I mean, I mean it's so <laughs> crazy. <laughs> You know what I mean? Yeah. It was just crazy. Um, All right. So now uh, we're at Luke's and uh, and Liz is having a a meeting with her. Oh, yeah. An an encounter group about single mothers. It reminded me of that scene in Jerry Maguire when all those ladies are sitting around with Bonnie Hunt. Right. I'm like, oh, my God. And Luke comes in (laughs) and says, "Uh, Liz, I want to talk to you. And they talk and they lets her know that he knows what really happened and there's tj waiting outside oh i love tj without a jacket without a jacket (laughs) and uh, he gets him back together isn't that nice uh and now we're at uh with lorelei and uh emily once again um and she's taking her to the real estate office, and and Lorelai wants to know why she doesn't. And this is the the scene we talked about with the house, and uh, uh, I guess we talk we talked about this. Uh, Lorelai says the wedding isn't happening. Yeah, that that's was... that's the big oh. takeaway from this, mm-hmm. yeah. right? Leading us up to the finale of did, the season. Did that seem a little out of left field for anybody? Or yes, I think I think that. It's extreme that she thinks they're like not going to make it like life is hard. Right. And if you're going to marry somebody, you're going to have ups and downs. So that's where I'm at on it. Like mm-hmm. I kind of took it the opposite. Like five minutes. Chill. I'm kind of like, finally, somebody's acknowledging this isn't going to happen. Mm-hmm. Like that's how for I was me. Too. I was more relieved. I'm like, I just oh, don't finally. get it. I don't see it not happening. Do you know what I'm I, saying? I could have used one sort of botched attempt at communication that didn't go well, and they get into a little mini fight about it or whatever, and then they're not speaking. I mean, I could have used a little fireworks to make me buy into this more. I just don't see their relationship being as disastrous as you guys. Right. And and I guess, right. look, 
I might be wrong, but I just don't see it being. I don't either. So I don't either. I don't yes, see. I don't. I don't feel. I don't thing, see. But... I mean, I understand what you're saying, but we haven't seen it played out. Correct. It's like we what? don't have enough inserts or scenes of like. There's one scene of Luke in bed, and the kids are downstairs after the field trip, and he, he has a moment of reflection. And he stares at the ceiling because he's alone. He's thinking about Lorelai, and am I blowing this or whatever? I don't know. But there just needs to be more of that. Yeah, I mean, you know? I don't find I've seen many a show where relationships are terrible, and this one isn't it. Right. So I'm just saying right. that. Yeah. It anyway. isn't. It isn't terrible, but there's also. It's not right either. But if it's not set up well, it comes off like melodrama, and that's why it came off like melodrama. You know what I mean? Like yeah. uh, it's uh, it seems kind of out of the blue, and we're not going to make it, mom. Right, like, right, right. I'm like, what? Right. You know, give it. We, we needed it anyway. Uh you know, if you want to make a meal out of it, you better prepare the food. Yeah. Um. All right. So now we've got uh, Suki and Jackson hustling. The bags of marijuana oh around the gazebo, oh and they run you mean in. The, you mean the pickles? <laughs> oh yeah. You know what? I always forget in my mind. Even though I just watched it yesterday, right? In my mind, that's the end of the episode, but it isn't. Just like Gilmore Girls, no. there's always a little bit more. Okay. So they run into uh, Grantly Buffalo. Oh my god. And he's got great news. And for a music, just a street musician, a local street musician to say something like, hey, you're not going to believe this. Somebody, a promoter ran into me on the street and said, hey, you want to open <laughs> a couple of dates for Neil Young? I mean, that is like, you know, that's like lightning hit to you. It's it's just fantastic. And they just go, yeah, great. We got to go. <laughs> and, and they just they, don't even care. right? They don't care. <laughs> then they hit the, the rabbi and the priest are there and they talking about some things and feelings and philosophies you guys want to talk a little bit now we got to go boom <laughs> so this was maybe my favorite scene out of the whole thing um uh and then here we are lorelei arrives at suki and jackson's yeah. place and she is in a state yeah which which i like that she went there i liked that she's she's in in a state she needs to talk or she just needs to be around her friend and uh it ends with uh, her saying, what's that smell? <laughs> that was good. And how many pounds of marijuana did, did Suki say it was? 66 60 pounds? 60-something, yeah. 68 pounds of marijuana. That's just that's what 68 pounds of marijuana is. A lot. All right, so what are we giving it, kids? Danielle? I'm going to give it 8.75 pickles, bag of, bags of pickles. <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. Uh, Suzanne? Um, I don't know. I have to continue the trend because these are not good episodes for me. I'm going to give it seven Oof. and I am struggling to even give it that much, but wow. uh, I'm going to give it seven pairs of dark glasses. Seven pairs of dark glasses. Uh, Amy. Nine. Michelle doing a lot of <laughs> moves. Calisthenics, aerobics, dancing. Reps. Just call them reps. Yeah. All of it. Uh, yeah, I'm going to, now that we've discussed it and uh, more fertile minds than I have pointed <laughs> out some obvious flaws, uh, I'm going to go below nine. I think uh, I was going to give it a high nine, but I think I'm going to go 8.9999. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Almost a nine. You know, you could round it to a nine, but I, I did enjoy the episode. Uh 
I laughed quite a bit. Yeah. I enjoyed the the jokes. I mean, the jokes were great. Um, but yeah, no, I see everybody's point here. Uh, so that's going to be eight point nine 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 er crutches. Logan crutches. Oh, good one. Oh, good there one. you go. All right. So what's are we doing? Favorite lines? What's your favorite line? My favorite line was when they were at the real estate office and the lady asks Lorelai if she needs an aspirin for her headache. And Lorelai oh says, no, I've had the headache for 30 years. 30 years. Yeah. I thought that was very funny. I liked that whole scene. I don't yeah. have a favorite line, but I really liked that whole, everything about that whole scene. I liked Emily's line when uh, she says, you didn't think we were gonna buy yeah. house and stars hollow i'd be terrified today i would stop by with a client and have a this. chat i'd kill myself <laughs> i was pretty into kirk's beard <laughs> kirk's beard uh anyway that is gonna wrap it up kids uh the finale is next time wow season Crazy. six episode 22 end of season six uh and the Crazy. name of it escapes me right now i think it's the bad thing is oh going no happen. the partings. next episode is is it called partings is that partings. the one yeah partings you're right yep. Partings. Wow. Pardines. <laughs> okay. So we'll see you next time, kids. Next episode, season six, the finale, episode 22, partings. Or partings. He's saying that nope. because our producer had a full Any way you want it, you can spell like signs or things. It doesn't matter. Full we time. know what we mean, and we mean what we know. Um, uh, best fans on the planet, thanks for the downloads. Keep them coming. And uh, we will see you next time. Stay safe. Forget follow us on Instagram at I am all in podcast and email us at Gilmore at iHeartRadio.com. All summer, the best time of the year usually doesn't come with a great deal. Soaring temperatures come with soaring prices. But what if there was another way? With IKEA, your summer plans can last longer than two weeks of vacation and be more affordable. At IKEA, everyone can have lounge chair access. No reservations needed. From affordable outdoor furniture to stylish accessories, they have all of the essentials that you need to soak up summer in style, no matter the size of your space. Start planning a better summer with IKEA. It's your outdoor dreams inside your budget. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. 
Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. 